on this table, but there can only be one show. MTCB. It's time for the Money Mine Mastery What's going on, everybody? My name is MP. My name is Stefan SB. And we are the Triple M Podcast, which stands for Money Mind Mastery. Mastery. And man, it's it's a little different today because we're doing a Zoom meeting. And I'm actually kind of digging this because like we have the whole setup all nice and proper, yeah. right? It's, it's our first Zoom meeting. Yeah. So um, I'm excited for this month, this, this, this Zoom meeting that we have because we have a, a real amazing guest here. And let's get it right into it. So I'll introduce... Justin here. Uh, so we're joined by Justin Tid, who is making waves in the world of fitness. He's a dedicated bodybuilder who knows the meaning of discipline and commitment. Not only does he sculpt his own physique to perfection, but he's also helping thousands transform their lives through his coaching. So without further ado, Justin Tid, welcome to Triple M's. Welcome, sir. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's a real honor, man. So you just competed recently. Was it, was it, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, so a, a week ago, so I competed a week ago and then I competed also about five weeks before that. So it, it's been a competitive season. I compete again Wednesday. Oh, you're active, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most active competitive season I've had. Typically I compete once a year. And so this year it'll be three times. Yeah. How do you feel? You know, uh, I, I get asked that question a lot, especially this close to a show. And, you know, there's some days I feel like a train's run me over. Um, you know, I'm just dragging myself to the gym or dragging myself through a workout, dragging myself through life. I mean, yeah. honestly, uh, some days I feel okay. I'm balanced, you know, but uh, this, this show, because I'm going for my pro card. And, uh, I've, I've, I've went, I went top 10 twice, uh, once in Florida, once in Pittsburgh, uh, took a year off and then, uh, this year came back at it. So I got eighth uh, at my last event. So, uh, I'm already looking better than I was two weeks ago. Um, but to make the changes I had to make to get a little crisper, a little tighter, get my abs be you know, on stage a little bit better, um, you know, for the last week I've eaten nothing but protein and veggies. I've had no carbs. Wow. Um, so by doing that, that the carbs are your fuel source. Right. And, and also, uh, that energy, that lack of energy, you know, it's, it's tiring. And, um, but when you get in these, th this, this area of waking up early, doing fasted cardio, you know, working, eating, training yourself, um, doing more cardio in the evening, it, my, my metabolism, everything's burning, everything's working. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting maybe five hours of sleep on top of it just because of so many things to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I feel good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm almost done competing this year. But man, I'm I'm super excited to see what I'm gonna do on Wednesday because I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for sure. Hell yeah! Where's the show on Wednesday? Uh, it's in Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh again? Oh, nice, nice, amazing. Yeah. So, um, 
I want to pick your brain a lot more about like mindset and, and fitness as well. But before we get into everything, we always got to start the podcast with what we call the gratitude series. Yes, SP, what's a gratitude series? So gratitude series is something we, we always want to say something we're grateful for before we start the podcast. Just want to start it off on a good note. Um, got that from our Ninong Jed. So shout outs to Jed. Jed rocks. Um, I'll start. You know, I'm grateful for Zoom. Man, this is our first meeting. You know, it can be, you know, no other better guest to have than you, Justin. Um, you know, I'm just grateful for Zoom, man. You know, he's miles and miles away from us, but here we are. It feels like I'm just, I'm literally just looking at you. We're just having a conversation face to face, right? So I'm grateful for it, man. It's, you know, it's opened up a lot of avenues for all of us. Um, and yeah. Nice. I can't wait to continue to use it, actually. 100%, man. For myself, I'm, I'm grateful for technology, right? It's kind of like what you mm -hmm. said, like without any of this stuff, like we always take it for granted, you know, day by day. We're like, oh man, screw my phone. I don't, I don't need my phone, all that stuff. But man, a phone's so important these days, right? Like we're, yes, we may be glued to it, maybe a bit glued to it too much, mm. but we're making money on our phones. Yeah. We're doing a lot of things Absolutely. on our phones, right? So I'm forever grateful for that and just the access that we have to to amazing guests like you, Justin. And Justin, sure. GT, Mr. Justin Tid, what are you grateful for today? And guys, tell you what, I'm grateful for love because uh, my wife and I were married four years yesterday. So yesterday Ooh, was the anniversary. anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. So I was I was out of town working, uh, been out of town um, Wednesday till today. So I, I'm still not, I've yet to see her, but uh, yeah, I'm grateful for love, man. Like it's, I've, I've been divorced uh, and I know what, what good love is and bad love. And, uh, and, and she is really great love and uh, she, she supports me. And, and a lot of things probably what we'll talk about today is, is going to kind of echo some of those things of what it takes uh, to be able to do and accomplish some of the things that I've been able to do. So yeah, I'm grateful for love guys. Absolutely. 100%. I like that. So let's get straight into it, Justin. Um, I know when we spoke a few weeks back, uh, you mentioned how you got into fitness, like tell our viewers how you really just got started weightlifting and, you know, pursuing fitness. You know, I was always an athlete as a kid. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really understand fitness. I just knew I was an athlete. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I played basketball, played golf, played tennis, I played baseball, I ran track. So I, I was a very active kid and, and that, and that, being active carried on in my 18, 19, 20s. Um, st I still play golf. Uh, I play basketball for the most part. But, you know, and I got in the gym, started working out. But, man, I, did, I didn't understand it, you know, I, it, probably like most kids. Um, and so, you know, I, I, my career was taken off. I still trained. I still did some things. But, you know, it, yeah, I let my body go. I still worked out. But man, I let my body go. And, uh, it really what springboarded it all was a divorce. And, uh, you know, I, mm. my, I actually made a post about this about a week ago, but, um, yeah, I was in Las Vegas and I was, I was out there for a convention and like, guys, I was training, man, like working out. I thought I looked pretty decent at the time, man. I looked like dog shit, like straight up, like. I go back and look at this picture and I'm at the wind at the pool. I'm drinking cause I'm entertaining people. And I got this like kind of all my weight goes in my stomach. And so that's where I would wear my fat. And, um, and so after my divorce, I was like, man, I, I, this, this is, 
this, I got to think about me. I got to fix me. And uh, that really is where it started. Um, so, you know, I was about 207, 210 pounds, but man, I was, I had some muscle. Yeah. But, um, I, I got into understanding, educating myself, researching, you know, playing around with nutrition plans, playing around with workouts and, uh, got myself down to 182 pounds. And it was, uh, you know, it was impressive. It was, it was okay. I mean, I had abs, you know, mm -hmm. so, but, but now to think, you know, that this was seven years ago to, to think about like, yeah, the abs I got now compared to them. Yeah. I was, I was nothing then. Yeah. So that, that's how I got into it. And, and then I just kept evolving, kept getting better. I think it's natural. Like what anyone does with intention, whether it's business or life or fitness, it's once you put your mindset to something, once you be intentional about it, how that evolves, you That's know, amazing. doing something day after day after day, you know, um, I saw a, I saw a video actually when my buddy sent it today, another fitness coach. And it was a wine glass and I had, uh, they had the little, the little eye drops. It was like, you know, uh, saline solution eye drops right and the guy's like dropping a, a drop of of uh solution into this wine glass and of course he's he's making the analogy of one drops a day mm. you know and two drops is two days etc cetera, etc cetera. and even after a week or two weeks like you're looking in there and there's not much change right mm -hmm. but after you do that for months and another month and then now it's years and years all of a sudden you start seeing yep all the solution build up in that glass. And, and so I think being intentional and, and seeing that, because, you know, since I started this journey, obviously I've changed tremendously, but it's been very intentional. I've had um, plans to cut fat. I've had plans to get bigger than I had plans to cut fat again. So I've slowly, you know, started the process 207 pounds, went to 182, went to 220, went back down to 200 went up to 230, went back down to 205, went up to 240, went back down to, you know, so I mean, yeah. it's, but it's been a very intentional process year after year after year. I love it. So, so you started it seven years ago. Well, no, you, you, you really took it serious seven years ago. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Was there a lot of like trial and error when you're first starting out? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was, you know, I was, I was eating cod at 5 a.m. Like I was like, whatever it takes, I got this. And I was on a business trip and I was like, Hey, I asked my brother, can you come over and get my mail? And he was like, your apartment is smells so bad. <laughs> Cause I was literally, I was eating caught for six meals a day. Cause I'm like, I, you know, and I just, but yeah, a ton of trial and error, a ton of trial and error. Awesome. Would you say the, um, the number one catalyst of you getting into the fitness world is the one where it's because you didn't like how you look or could it be other different scenarios or other different aspects that you, you did maybe you did like that you that's why you wanted to pursue fitness yeah typically um the way i see it and this is most people you know our our bodies we look at ourselves more than anybody else you Absolutely. know and and a lot of people don't like what they see when they get out of the shower they're naked all right they're they're raw form it's just them and some people won't even look at themselves right uh -huh. um 
so the number one driving factor and, and people can call it vanity, whatever, whatever they want to call it, but it, it's either health driven that people get into health and fitness, get their bodies right. Or it's completely, I want to, I need to change how I look. I don't like how I look, so I want to make a change. So yeah, without a doubt, that's what it is. Absolutely. Love it. Now coaching. Mm. When did you start uh, your coaching business? So I was evolving myself. Um, you know, made some really good progress over the next two years. And I had made uh, a dad pod, a dad bod uh, transformation post. And I had uh, my first client that actually reached out to me still with me today. So this is a little over five years ago. Mm. He, um, he said, man, like, I, I got the dad bod. Can you help me? And to be honest with you, I didn't want to help him. I was like, man, I don't have time for this. Like I don't coach people. I don't, you know, and I, like, but there was just this part of me that I was like, I need to help the guy. Cause I can help the guy. Mm. And uh, so I said, all right, all right, I'll do it. And next thing I knew it was, friends started asking me and then people that I've known on Instagram for a while, they started asking me. And so I just started taking on, taking on, taking on. Cause there, there is this piece of me. I do believe it's our responsibility. If you have a gift or if you have a way that you can help someone, mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to do that. And, and uh, so just next thing I knew, you know, one client turned into two, turned into five, turned into 10 turned into 40 turned into 80 turned into 100 and it just it just you know it was referral 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 i never marketed the business never i never marketed the business yeah it was all referral and up until a year and a half ago so i mean I, i i ran the business for almost four years without marketing the business and i still don't market per se the business i just intentionally post on instagram I'm on podcasts like one of your guys, um, you know, obviously, you know, then I, I started getting higher end clients, introduced me to their friends, doing their transformations, Brad Lee, I did his, I went on his podcast, obviously you can imagine that blew up. Yeah. Um, so it just, you know, I'm just more intentional now about it. I still don't market the business and, and Frank, I mean, I don't have to. I love that because referral business is literally the yeah. easiest business, the easiest one, right? Because they already mm. like know what you've done. The layup, you don't really. Yeah, it, it's literally yeah. the layup. It's, yeah. it's a layup. You don't yeah. really have to do a hard close on them because yeah. they already know what you do and you do it well. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk intentions because you say that a lot. Um, I know we here on our you know podcast we talk a lot about mentality where you know we talk about consistency, mm-hmm. talk about dedication, um, but we. It's one of the first times we actually heard the word intention yeah. um, that you talked about. So talk about that. Talk about that. You know, elaborate on that uh, that word. Yeah. So um, forever in my bio, I had the words "live with intention," and I have those words tattooed on my leg, actually, because I believe if if anything that we're going to do and it's worth doing, and we do it intentionally. Now, when I say intentionally, I mean laser focused, right? There's a plan. You execute the plan. I'm, you know, I want to, I want to do this. Okay, I got to do that, 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 and I do that, 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 and that. And the next day, I have to do these tasks. So if I do those 
intentionally, which means fully focused on them, you know, whatever it takes, days, months, what, whatever, you will, okay, let's just say maybe you don't accomplish it, but damn, you're going to be 90% there. You're going to be real close Absolutely. because so many people set goals without those little daily tasks or those action items to get there. And then they just become a dream. So how do I make that goal really happen? Well, I have to be intentional about the mindset and the actionable items to get to that goal. Otherwise, it's just a thought, a dream. And so it's being very specific about how you live and the decisions you make. Yeah. Love that, Absolutely. Man. I Love agree it. with that too. Yeah. Now, I want to uh, bring it back to, to your fitness career. When did you hire a coach for yourself? After I got to 182. So after the dad bod transformation I did for myself, I got to 182. And then I said, well, I don't know what to do now. I, you know, I, I, I cut the fat. I don't know what to do now. Like, I don't even know if I know what I want to do now. You know? <laughs> yeah. I just knew that I didn't look like a fat dad no more. And uh, so I, I found a, a coach that I'm good friends with now. He was more like strength and conditioning, but I loved his mindset. Uh, and um, and he helped me evolve and make, make other plans and workouts and things like that just to get me to think different. Mm. And, um, and then I, that was when I decided to get into bodybuilding. And he wasn't a bodybuilding coach. So him and I had to part our ways because he was like i can't help you there and um so that's that's when i hired my first bodybuilding coach uh which was a guy out of kansas city um and he he coached me for about a year and a half but then i felt this you know online coaching i felt like i needed a coach in person because i was like man i, I feel like i need an in-person coach so so i moved in that direction and uh, and that coach was was okay. He was a he was an awful business person, awful customer service, but he was a really good coach fundamentally. Mm. Um, so you know, like Ed Milet says, uh, life happens for us, not to us. Mm. And I believe that. So that guy was inserted in my life for a reason, and the reason was he did teach me some things, but he also taught me how not, not to be a coach. Because wow. the bad business practices that he 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 applied as me as a customer, I was like, I will never <laughs> treat my clients yeah. like this yeah. ever, right? So, I mean, as painful as some of that process was, um, you know, I did learn a lot from that and how I wouldn't end up, uh, you know, managing my clients. And then uh, moved on from him and, uh, you know, now I'm in bodybuilding. I made some really cool friends in bodybuilding. Uh, guys went pro. Um, guy down in Houston, Texas, me and him was like brothers. And he recommended me a guy that was up in New York. Uh, so him and I are best friends now. So he ended up coaching me from that point on. Yeah. Nice. Now, let me ask you this here, because me and Stefan, we always preach, find a mentor, find a mentor, find a coach, find a coach. I want to hear from you. Why is it important to find a coach? So you can let everyone else know why it's important. Yeah, because, you know, 
I heard it really well at an event I was at. And a lady was on stage presenting. And she said, you know, time is a valuable asset. And we all know that. That's something that we can't get back. And so how we use our time, um, we have to use it efficiently and wisely. But when we hire a coach, we're hiring someone to buy us time. And what that does is they've been through a process. They've, 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 you know, I say they've ran into the wall that we're about to run into and their face is bloody and beaten and there's blood on the wall. And, you know, so when you come to that wall, they can take you around the wall. You don't have to hit that same obstacle, that wall that they ran into because of their experience. So you, you get there because you, you want to get somewhere quicker. Now, instead of you learning it, like I did, I learned it myself. It took me freaking forever. But, you know, once I started hiring a coach, man, it goes like this, right? Cool. Um, so, yeah, so that's the biggest thing is is how do how do I get save time? How do I get there quicker? Less frustrations, a solid plan. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's why. Like the, the one thing I'll add to is accountability because mm. a lot of people I tell my I tell all our friends like dude find a coach man like I'll, I'll t- I can tell you how to lose weight but just dude find a coach and here's the thing they they always say I can just Google it they Google yep. it yep. three months later they look the goddamn same yeah <laughs> right so whatever happened to that man? what is the accountability right that's the biggest thing with coaching Absolutely. that I feel is like important because the accountability is there if you ain't following the meal plan they'll tell you you look like shit yeah no <laughs> you know? it definitely sure. is important a lot of people. Again, to your point, they say they can just research it. They can just Google it. But at the end of the day, sometimes you do need that push, a little push. But also at the end of the day, it's not up to you, right? It's not up to the coach. Mm-hmm. It's up to that individual. And by True. holding them a little accountable, it's it could be the you know the difference maker, making a difference. Yeah. Right? A lot of my clients, they, they do say that. Um, you know, they know they have to check in. They're like, oh, I got to send them pictures of my weight. And so they, they need that accountability. Uh, for me, you know, I'm a discipline driven person. Once, once I check that box and I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Give me the plan. It's done. Right. So I don't need accountability. I need the plan. That That's me personally. Yeah. It's also but, important. uh, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of, a lot of my clients, they, the accountability side of it for sure. Yeah. Love it, man. I love but yeah, it. like I mean that that's the thing is if I build you a plan and and I'm look, I can build you, I'm not holding your hand, I'm not taking you to the gym, Absolutely. I'm not meal yeah. prepping for you, right? And I'm not going I don't have the time to text you and say, Did you make your food today? I don't, you know, that's not gonna happen. So no, my client, yeah, my clients check in every two weeks. So best case they get. In the in the onboarding process, I tell them, "Here's your check in. There are no reminders. It's just, I don't babysit. So if you don't get the results, it's because you didn't do the work. You, so yeah. just so we're clear here, <laughs> up to you. <laughs> Big yeah. disclaimer, right? It's all on you. I'll all give you the plan, but you got to follow it, right? Now, yeah. um, I want to do a little pivot into like the fundamentals and like you know getting started with with fitness and all that stuff. Right. So when you started taking fitness serious seven years ago, what were some of like the biggest mistakes or not really mistakes, but you know, when we talked about trial and error, what were some of like the biggest errors that you faced that you've wished you adjusted back then? 
Um, probably one of the biggest ones is maybe my training techniques. Um, you know, I, 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 I was an ego lifter earlier on, so I had to learn some new training styles for bodybuilding specifically. And it, it, it took me longer probably than it should have to, to implement some of those practices. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest one to say mistakes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. Move, move faster. You know, yeah. move faster. I probably could have moved faster as a coach as far as growing my business. What do you, uh, what do you mean by move faster? Like act faster? So as I said earlier, it was a referral based, right? Oh, and I just let the right. business mm -hmm. come. So I, I probably could have been more actionable to grow my business quicker. It was growing fine, but now me looking back, I could have blown this thing up even more three years ago, four years ago, rather than it blowing up now. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, now when you mentioned like ego lifting, were you just trying to lift the biggest weights possible with like limited range of motion and all that? That's it. Six to eight reps, lift heavy weight. You know, that's it. Yeah. Not really stretching the muscle, not putting tension on the muscle, you know? Yeah. That's key, man. That's key. Yeah, Cause like you really need to, you really need to get that stretch. Cause if that stretch is not there, man. Yeah. Are you really, are you working out or are you just pushing weight? Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, so someone that's just getting into fitness, brand new, and they want to get like a proper diet in place. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna ask you. This. Let me ask you this: keto and carnivore. Do you believe in that stuff? I do. Um, so a few things about it. So I actually use keto uh, hmm. approaches in my diet plans, but my keto plans they don't include bacon, right? So. I think when people hear keto, they're like, Ooh, I can have bacon. I can have all the fats. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be able to sustain the result of the health issues, the cholesterol issues that are going to come along with that? So, I mean, keto, you can still get into ketosis doing it a clean way, whether that's almonds and olive oil and salmon and other fatty foods. And just take out the carbs, right? Carnivore, sure. Um, more or less, I'm I've been on carnivore the last week <laughs> on protein and veggies. Yeah. So, but you know that that's also from a sustainability standpoint not going to work because you're talking about depending how much protein you're pumping through your body. You know your energy levels. I can tell you right now. We talked about this earlier. Your energy levels on both of these diet plans without carbs are going to be limited. Mm -hmm. So my, my, my ultimate way I do plans, I carbs cycle and I fat cycle. So what's that mean? I start out a program. I slowly take away carbs. I slowly take away fats and I push up cardio. So over a 12 week, 16 week period, I'll, I'll reduce calories. I'll reduce the carbs, reduce the fats. I keep protein high on the same. But as I do that, what happens is I can keep muscle on someone and then also lose fat at the same time. And your body stays healthy. Your cholesterol is good. Your blood pressure is good. Um, people with cholesterol issues, uh, they've cleaned up in a matter of six weeks by doing it this way also. I love that. Because yeah, a lot of people use keto and, and carnivore just to like lose weight as quick as possible, but they bounce back right away. And 
I want to ask you this: yeah. Why did they bounce back? Is it just due to the like they just go back to like their yeah, regular ways? Is it just because they're introducing carbs back up and they're bloating again? Like what's happening there? Yeah, so you're going to have uh, a massive reaction to your cortisol levels and your insulin. Mm. Like, okay, carbs. You know, when, once you pull those out and you throw them back in, you're going to have a cortisol reaction. So what what will happen is someone will start putting them in, but let's be honest, they ain't putting jasmine rice back in. They're putting fucking cupcakes and muffins and pop tarts. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. So they they're they're trying to reward themselves, but what happens of the adverse effect is is this is going to deteriorate all the hard work they've done because the bounce back off of that, they're going to. I guarantee you that they gain eight to 10 pounds in a few days. Yeah. Boom. Like that right there. That's true. That's, that happened that's to us, bro. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a little personal on that one, Justin. Come on. <laughs> like, you talking about me? I was like, yeah. That's, that's why I was like, yeah, because that's what happened. Yeah, yeah that's what exactly. happened to me. <laughs> right. And um, just one last thing here. Like, when you first looked for a coach, like, were you, what were you really looking for? Like, were you just looking for anyone that could coach you? Like, what are some things that you, that anyone should look for when hiring a coach? For me, it was someone that understood my mindset, someone that could have a goal. Uh, I didn't need a babysitter. I didn't need someone to micromanage me. I needed a solid plan. So I needed to know they had expertise. I needed to know that they could build the plan. They were trustworthy. But one of the biggest things for me is if I've got a question, I need access. I don't, I don't want to wait two days for a response. Like if I'm going to pay you, I want to know, it doesn't have to be in five minutes, but if you got to respond same day. Mm -hmm. So for me, that customer service is huge experience, customer service, um, and access. That's it. Love it. Well, you talked about mindset and let's jump into that. Actually. Um, you know, you've been a successful businessman. We didn't talk about your sales background, but obviously that's something that you've, you know, you've done and you're really proud of. And now you're getting to the fitness industry. Uh, a lot of successful people, they do have that why. Um, why are they doing it? Or that why that drives them to do what they do. So if you, you know, if you can share your why, that'll be great. Yeah. And I think a lot of people maybe in, in my shoes are going to say like their family or their kids yeah. or something like that. And be honest with you, I'm not going to say that. Um, I love them. I don't. I don't mean it as in any way that I don't love them. Um, but for me, guys, I'm motivated by money. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the longest time it was money. Uh, it transitioned into power, and then it kind of become a balance of money and power. And so that that's kind of been my motivation through life. Um, and, and you know, I grew up poor. Um, we, we didn't, we didn't have enough money that we could, we got food stamps from the government. So we, we weren't that poor, but we were just on the cusp of it, you know? And, and, you know, it, when I was at a grocery store, candy bar was like a quarter back then. I couldn't even get a candy bar, you know what I'm saying? As a kid, you know, and it was always, you know, mom would pay the electric bill, but not pay the water bill. And then the next month she had to pay the water bill, but not the electric bill. And dad would work two jobs. She had a job. So for me, it was, I, I was, I was born. Now they're, they are great, awesome people, blue collar, hard freaking working people. I love them to death. I'm, I'm, I'm proud and grateful for the life they gave me. But it, I believe it also happened the way it was supposed to because 
that's why I'm so driven. I'm driven not to have that life that, that, you know, I'll, if I want a candy bar, I want to buy it. But obviously at this level, if I want to go to the Bahamas, I want to go to the Bahamas. I don't want to be like, I can't afford it. Next you year. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now with, with bodybuilding, especially at the level that you're at, you know, changes or progress, it might seem slow from what, from what I would assume, you know, especially at your level, like how do you often maintain that, like that, that growth mindset or really avoid burning out? Cause you know, sometimes you won't really see the results right away, but in time you will, like, how do you, how do you maintain that kind of mindset, that growth mindset? So it's, it's, it's two ways. So when you're trying to add muscle and bulk up, it, it's way more difficult. So when you're cutting, it's a little easier because you can watch the scale drop, but you can also see the separation, your muscles. You can, you can compare pictures to pictures. So it's way easier as you're, you're trying to cut fat, but to get to bulk up, it does require a little bit more discipline, patience, uh, a mental mindset of it to trust the process because you know, you, you may be eating seven times a day, your weight may be slowly going up, you know, you, you're, you're losing your breath trying to tie your shoes because you've gained so much weight and fat because you got to gain fat to gain muscle. And so you, it's really about trusting the process and staying focused. Like when, when you get in those moments, you just got to remember, like you made the decision to do this. So keep the promise to yourself, follow the plan and then execute. Now, are there changes that come along when you plateau? Absolutely. Changes have to happen. Make the changes go to the next level. And if they don't work, make changes again. And so you got to play with some of that and be creative because our bodies are different and mm. they're going to respond to different foods differently, things like that. That's true. That, that is very true. Everyone reacts differently. Every, every, everybody's different, right? Um, mm. As far as like burning out, do you ever feel like you're burning out where you just don't want to do it? Like in the, you just don't want to do the cardio. Like, what drives you to to really just keep pushing forward in bodybuilding? Yeah, so I mean, it, I'm competitive with nature, right? So I I don't get burned out on things, but uh, you know, I realize that that's that's probably not like most people. Um, when I'm not doing something, I get anxiety. You know, if if I take a rest day. And we're hanging out and just like watching a movie. Like I can watch a movie, but the if if it's like, hey, let's watch another movie, I'm kind of like, I don't feel like I'm doing something. I, I start getting anxiety a little bit because now I feel like I'm cheating on my promise, on my goal. And 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 in all reality, it's it's not bad to take that rest day. But yeah, cardio, I never like cardio. I hate cardio, don't like it. I, I don't I can't get burned out on it because I hate it. <laughs> you only do it once a month. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. <laughs> no, but I, I, I have a question regarding um, your clients. Let's say I'm one of your clients here, and I do feel that you know I feel burnt out. So how do you what do you usually tell them, or how do you handle that situation? Well, it always goes back to the promise you made to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So. That that's that's really realistically where it's at is you can you can be burned out all you want, but listen, it took you years to get yourself in this position. 
it it now can can we take a year and replace years of bad habits? We can. So are you not willing to risk a year to replace years of bad habits? And so and and if you're not willing to do that, then just go back your old ways and move on. Like don't don't even pay me and don't waste your money, don't waste my time because this it's not right for you. You you don't have what it takes. So however you want that, right? Okay, yeah, I want to change my life. Um, I want to continue with this. And it's just like, keep the promise to yourself. You know, the only thing I can transition is, all right, are we getting burned out on workouts? We can we can modify the workouts. Let's, let's change that up. Are you getting burned out on the type of food? Let's change up the type of food. So, I mean, I can, I can, I can manipulate some of the process that if they're getting burned out, but if it's a mental burnout, they really got to check themselves to say, you know, is this really for me? Am I really wanting to change my life? Am I serious enough? Do I want it bad enough? That's what it boils down to. It always does, yeah. right? Because if you you, you can't as a coach, you can't want it more than your client. Yeah, you know, it absolutely. never works out. It never does. No. And that goes with like every, anything else in life as a coach, right? Um, with um, with new clients, how, do you usually have them eating like just maintenance calories first, and then cut the like cut calories, or how does that usually work? If they want, if they yeah. want to lose weight. Yeah, so if they're wanting to lose weight, it's the same process with everyone. Now, I don't, I don't do a lot of uh, bodybuilders, competitors. I, I, I do a few. I, my preference is lifestyle people. Um, so that that's really where my market is, uh, my niche is. But I start everyone the same way, and you know, it's tough at first because it's a lot of food. They're not eating. They're not used to eating so much food. And I always the conversation is look. It looks like a lot of food. It is a lot of volume, but it's 2,200 calories. Like no different from you eating two cheeseburgers at McDonald's. It's yep. just eating clean food throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, it's just getting them comfortable. And it'll take two weeks to get your metabolism to work for itself. So the first two weeks are the hardest. And we have a very open conversation about that. After the two weeks, your metabolism kicks in. It starts working. Um, and then and then we start moving the food in week three. And so by doing that, metabolism is working. Now we're moving the food. Now all of a sudden, everybody says the same thing. Wow, I'm actually hungry in between my meals. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that question is more, more of a selfish question because I'm always interested to see everyone's take on, yeah. like, on like weight loss and all that stuff, right? Because um, someone that always struggled with like losing weight, from eating like 1800 calories a day. I'm like, why am I not losing weight as fast as I was? Was I really eating 1800 calories? Probably not. <laughs> you know, right? So that was a yeah, most people don't eat enough food in general. They don't eat enough protein. Yeah. Uh, mm. they don't drink enough water. And so if you don't drink enough water, you're gonna hold water. Your body is made up of the majority of water. So, you know, naturally, you know, let's say you're 180 pounds. You should, you, you're supposed to drink half of your weight in water in ounces. So you're talking about 90 ounces of water. If you're, if you're 180 pounds, 90 ounces of water, if you're drinking 60 to 70 ounces, your body's going to retain some water. Uh -huh. So you're not drinking enough because my, my body's going to say, I need that to survive. So you're going to be like, well, I'm eating this, but the scale don't move. Well, it's water anyway. 
So that's why, like, if you eat really good and you lose some weight for a beach trip or something like that, and then you go on your beach trip or vacation, and then you kind of eat like shit or you drink alcohol, but you, you don't drink water, right, consistently, and then you come home, you're like, oh, my God, I gained that. I gained all this fat. No, you didn't gain fat. All you did was get your holding water because you didn't drink any water last week. You didn't know about that. I thought the less you drink water, the less water to hold, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a reverse. Total opposite. Yeah. Not a lot of people know these things too, which is like the scary part. That's why we're here. Yeah. We're here. And and so, something I wanted to add earlier because we were kind of talking about how the meal plans. So one thing I do, and, and I look, I, I love that a lot of coaches do macros and calories and all that stuff. I, I really do, because for me, it makes me different. Um, dude, I, I give the meal plan 100 percent. My my clients don't count their macros. They do not count their calories. I tell them exactly what to eat and every meal. Uh, and I tell them what time to eat it. So I, I make the process super easy because I came from the busy world being an entrepreneur, an executive in a company. And, you know, I'm busy. I didn't have time to figure all that out, nor was I going to. I tried those apps and I'm like, you know, and a lot of people don't even know how to count macros anyway, you know? Yeah. 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 I have a question regarding like how you plan your clients. How do you go? Like how you write your goals? Um, do they usually, are they all the same where they need to lose X amount of weight for it to be done? Or is it, do they need to look a certain amount of way or like, how, how do you, how do you set a goal on a client? I would say, well, the, the goal is set by the client. Okay. So when I onboard someone, I ask them, what are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? So we always attack the short-term goal first. Let's get out of that. Let's make it happen. And then we can focus on the long-term goal. Um, most clients, they want to lose 20 to 30 pounds. You know, some, you have some, uh, some super overweight people that need to lose 70, 80, 90 pounds, but typically, um, it's 20 to 30 pounds. You know, then you're going to have some clients, they're trying to get bigger, but for the most part, the most, the most people that come to me want to lose 20 to 30 pounds. A follow-up question on that one, because let's say I'm one of your clients and we did obviously lose that 30 pounds. I think the hardest part is actually keeping that off. Um, so, so after the program, do you have something for like, like, what do you have? You have like another program for after I lose that 30 pounds kind of thing? Yeah. So I'll run a 12 and 16 week programs. And once we accomplish that goal, what I say is, okay, you've paid for that program. And now instead of doing another package program, you're going to, you're going to hire me for one more month. Now in that one month, you're going to check into me every weekend. Mm -hmm. And over that weekend, I'm going to build you a lifestyle program at the end of the month. So I'm going to build it. I'm going to tweak it and I'm going to tweak it and I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to find out what you really will eat consistently for the rest of your life. And at the end of that month, I build out a program one, I do give you the macros just because, you know, if you want it, you have it. But I give you options of what to eat for breakfast. I'll give you three, four, five options. Your next meal, your next meal. Because to lose weight quickly, you're going to eat five, six times a day. Like it's, it's, and, and nobody's going to do that lifestyle. Let's be honest. So what I do is, is then in that month, I condense it and then I, I, I figure out how to feed them four times a day. 
mm. something that they really will eat and that, that's sustainable. Because now the ultimate goal is how to how to do that for life, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and when you when you're done working with these clients, and obviously you know losing weight is is kind of hard. Well, it is hard, obviously, but. After a program is done, what's like the biggest thing you notice for for people to really gain weight, like gain bad weight again, like to fall off track? Uh, to, to fall off track is they they want to reward themselves way too early and then they give up. You know what I mean? Like they they lose that discipline, they lose that that reason, or they go back to start drinking alcohol like every day. You know, and it's like you can't you can't do that. So they just lose that whatever they had that passion that drive to get there they just kind of lose it because they want to you know reward themselves well then that becomes whatever else and then they stress and they anxiety and life and this and that and let's just break it down to a whole like more of a mindset issue right this is kind of like when you first start at a job you know you're always putting your best foot forward that throughout the months throughout the weeks yeah. just goes down and down and down right um i guess i, I wanted to ask you um just one last question just about your, your your bodybuilding career was there any like moments in there when you had like thoughts where you're like this might not be for me were you just discouraged at all and, and how did you overcome that that's happened uh, a lot early on um so I did my first show and I said, I'm going to do one show and be done. That's it. I just want to prove that I got on stage. I want to prove I can do it. Um, but I got like what we call the bug. And I was like, well, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. You know, I'm older, I get to compete. But so I, I did the show by the time I cut down weight, I was like 172. And I'm, so I'm like, okay, well I got second place, which means I qualified for nationals. And I went out and I looked at national shows. Well, I was like, oh, these guys are like 215, 220 pounds jack. I'm 175. You know, like I I that I don't belong. And you know, like whether I'm qualified or not. Um, so I said, okay, so if I'm gonna go step on a national stage, then I don't want to do not belong. Now, maybe I don't win, but I'm not going to get up there and get last place. And so I had to make a plan to figure out how to put enough size on that I was close. And then when I stepped on stage nationally for the first time, I was 205 pounds. Um, you know, this last show, last national show I did in New Jersey, I don't want to say I was discouraged. I was ready for it. Um, I had some issues with digestion. Um, my coach had fed me a little too much mm. and my body just wasn't digesting the food fast enough. So what happened was I spilled over and what spilled over means is my abs and my core, it kind of distended. So my abs were, they were there, but they weren't clean and crisp. So, um, you know, by the time I got on stage, I just wasn't clean enough. I wasn't tight enough. Now, naturally, an hour and a half later, when when I got off stage, I looked brilliant. I looked great because the food had digested. Um, probably not discouraged, more disappointed. Mm. And and so, you know, I wasn't planning on doing Pittsburgh, but I say like, I'm not finishing the season this way. I'm I'm going to learn from this moment. I'm going to adapt. 
I'm going to make changes. I'm going to do one more show and I'm going to prove that I'm better than eighth place because I should be a top five, if not win. I mean, I'm, I'm without a doubt, depends who shows up these events. I got a number one package, but I should be top five without a doubt. So how to overcome that, you know, just make, make a plan, make a change and, you know, go for it. Cause early on, it can be discouraging, dude. It's, it's scary backstage with, you know, 25 guys in each class. And basically you're back here with 300 dudes, jacked, ripped and tan and juiced up and, <laughs> 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 so what's your walking rate what's that what's like your stage weight just curious uh you know it's it's interesting so um two years ago my stage weight was like 202 204 pounds mm -hmm. um this year is 193 mm -hmm. and so i'm leaner but i'm bigger so i've been able in the last two years to get fat off of me in different places that i was able to last time so i carried fat differently because i'm way bigger than what i was last time but I weigh less. Unreal. And how do, how does the categories work? Is it is it like um is it height and height and age? Is that what it is? Yeah. So for men's physique, um, it's height only. So classic is weight, uh, bodybuilding's weight. But for men's physique, what the division I compete in is height based. Mm. But then then they do also um, uh, age. So they have what they call open class, which is anybody that wants to. But then they, at 35 years old to 40, they'll do a 35 class, then the 40 class, a 45, a 50, a 55. So you you can compete down, but you can't compete up. Makes sense. Absolutely. So I'm, for, I'm 40, I compete in 40, I compete 35, and then I compete in the open as well. Would this be your uh, the last one? For this year? This year. This year. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about future plans. You know, with all the success that you've had, um, now you started an online business. What's what's next? So a lot of cool things, actually. Um, two weeks ago, I did a soft launch, um, actually with my mom. So my mom, you know, I'm from West Virginia, and man, we we have good food. And uh, my mom makes the best brownies that I've ever eaten in my life. And, and, and I'm telling you, yeah, everybody says it. Right. And so I said, mom, I need you to find a way to make these brownies with protein in them, but they taste close wow. to this. Yep. And so we did a soft launch. We sold over 200 brownies in three days. Um, yeah. Each brownie has, 25 grams of protein, eight grams of carbs, nine grams of fat and less than one gram of sugar. And it tastes like dessert. No joke. It tastes like dessert. So it's not dry like most protein products are. Um, so I'm super excited about that. So we just did a little soft launch. Uh, we're still building up you know, capacity, things like that. So her and okay. I had launched that. Is there a name for the, uh, the business or the brownies? Yeah, it's it's called Body by Brownies. Body by I like it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've got that. I'm I'm launching another um product online called uh 75 Diet. Mm. So if you're familiar with, you know, going hard for 75 days, yeah. Um they, you know, he says just to follow a nutrition plan, but nobody gives you one. So I'm releasing a product that is a 75 
day diet plan. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And when's that being released? Start marketing in two weeks. So I've got the ads that are going to be filmed next week. And then I'll, I'll, I'll start running ads in two weeks. It's built, it's built and done. All done. I wish I had this when I started last yeah. year because I, I had yeah. no idea what I was doing. I was doing, I was just like, I just had a set, a set amount of macros I was eating and that was it. But if I had this, man. Everything is set up for you right there. Yeah, you just gotta exactly. Do it. Right. Just got to do the goddamn that's plan. Easier. Right. That's, that's it. <laughs> Right. So Justin, I appreciate you taking some time. Oh yeah. Oh, last yeah. question that we ask everyone here. Of Come course, on, man. That's one man. of the most important questions. <laughs> no, Justin, we appreciate your time here. Just one last question here. Um, who should be our next guest on this podcast? And of course, once you say that person, or it could be more than one, you gotta help us out. Okay. Um I I, I believe uh it needs to be uh I tell you what, it, it can be the guy that's helped me do my posing. Uh, he is a very smart guy. Mm. Um, he's a professional bodybuilder. If, if you're cool with doing another bodybuilder. 100%. All right. So his name's Gary Cooper. He's out of Rochester, New York. Um, he's my posing coach. And I've become friends with this guy over the years. Just really smart individual. Um, and he... He he's that guy that is smarter than he realizes, and he is going to be perfect. He speaks very well, and he's 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 going to be great for your show. Awesome, Gary Cooper, watch out! Yeah, we'll be, we'll be reaching out, man. I'm excited. It's going to be good because you know, just the thing with bodybuilders and with high level athletes, their minds are different. Different. We want to you know, dissect that exactly. That's what we really need and just relate to everyone. But Justin, we really do appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down with us, especially on prep. If I was on prep, I would not be doing this. I mean, I would be punching people out left, right, and center. You know, <laughs> exactly, right? I ain't Justin. <laughs> but again, Justin, I'm due to I'm due to eat right right now. So there you go. Right there on you go. Right. <laughs> so Justin, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram is the best. Uh, Tid underscore Justin. Uh, TikTok, same thing. Um, Facebook, yeah, same thing. Justin Tid on 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 Facebook, but yeah, Instagram's the best, man. I I respond to as many DMs as I can. Um, but yeah, come find me there. DM me, follow me on that. I post workouts. I post nutrition's. My Instagram's really built in a way that if you follow me and watch my highlights and watch what I post in my stories you could probably end up coaching yourself is the mm. way how I try to set it up. If you just follow some of the things I, I put out there. Blueprint is right there. You just got to watch. And put into action. That's, it, you know. <laughs> That's the important part. That's it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Justin, again, thank you so much. Thank and you, until sir. next time, guys, my name is MP. My name is Stefan SB. And we got Justin Tid up in this building. Until next time, guys, we're out.